breakfast morning show, the Breakfast Club. What the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, mother. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Angela Yee is a little late. Charlamagne, what's poppin'? Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Oh, yes. It's Tuesday. Life is good, man. Life is great. Got my beautiful seven-pound, ten-ounce bundle of joy here. Congratulations. My new baby girl. My third baby girl. Enjoy it, man. It's so much fun young. So much fun as a baby. So much fun in that infant stage. And nah, I ain't going to say all that. Now. Yes, they are, man. About, about, about seven, eight months. No. About, about one. Nah, feeding them, watching them lift their little neck and push themselves up. Like, that's yeah. that's all the fun Everything part, Everything the mama does now, you know. Daddy <laughs> hold the baby for a little while and you feel like you're about to hurt him. Hurt her. So you'd be like, here. This is your third time. You should be all right. You should know what you're doing You never now. get used to it, bro. You never get used to it. I will say this, though. Uh, the more kids you get, the older you definitely start to feel. I know why the old dirty bastard called himself the old dirty bastard, bro. Really? Because he had about 12. Yeah, but you know what? With, with, uh, I'm a little different. You got a hairline, though. It's, so yeah, for me, yeah. not having a hairline and yeah. then having three yeah. kids, it's just like I'm uh, I'm officially washed, bro. Yo, it's fun to me. My, my little daughter, she's she's uh, five years old. She's playing flag football. My son is four playing flag. Like, that's fun to me. Yeah, those I'm, are the fun ages. My two-year-old is, you know, just... Being a nuisance, but it's just fun. Those are the fun ages. When you get them, when you get them to about that age, when they can like you know start crawling and walking and laughing and loving you back, yeah. Right, well, Infant stages are difficult. Go enjoy it. Of course, that's absolutely. the best part. Of that. Listen, man. I, listen, I am in awe of my wife right now because my wife, uh, you know, they told her that she could not have a vaginal birth because she had a C-section last time because mm-hmm. the baby came a month early, my mm-hmm. second child. But thanks to uh, Latham Thomas, drop on the clues bombs for Latham Thomas. Thomas. The glow maven uh-huh. and all the tips and stuff that she gave her, uh-huh. uh, she ended up having a vaginal birth and no epidural. I told, I not told on you. purpose though. It was no doctors available. The doctors were available, but they were busy with other people. So it was like two doctors in the whole hospital and they were busy with other people. They had anesthesiologists. I mean, not doctors. Yeah, uh, maybe they are doctors. I don't freaking know. I just know that the drugs weren't there. Okay, so she had to push it out on her own. Really? Two hours, three pushes, baby. Drop one of the clues bombs from my wife, damn it. Goodness gracious. Shout out to her. I don't have that kind of strength in me. Neither I told you, no all, all you had to do was call me. I'd have got that baby up out of there. I'd have gave her some uh, castor oil. That's what it was, man, right? shut up. Some I told you that yesterday. Yeah, you know, first oil. of all, stop giving away Latham's tips for free. Gotta give away all right, I shouldn't even have gave, I shouldn't even have gave out Latham's tip that yesterday. That baby, the lube would have just slid that Latham, baby right out. Latham told my wife to take a shot of castor oil on Saturday night because she was dilating two inches or two cementers. Two centimeters. I don't freaking know. Two something. And then she took the shot of cast oil, and the contraction started that morning, and that baby popped right out at 12:20 p.m. on Sunday. The man. same oil I put in my old school car. We did put right in that thing would have came. Slip baby with a cast oil. That's that's old school methods, baby. That's why. And I, I, by the way, I'm from the country. I'm from South Carolina, so I love them kind of methods. I never okay, heard of that. If it's an herb or oil, something we can drink, something we can rub on, something to get it done. I love that. Yeah. Moment. Yes. We usually told you have a lot more sex and that just makes the baby just start to oh, listen, I was softening ride, ride. that I was softening that cervix with my semen for months. It's the best, man. <laughs> okay. Pregnancy I love it. Sex is the best. 
Uh, no, I'm ready to lay on my wife. I'm ready to lay on top of her. You ready to lay on her? I'm not going to lie to you. I can't wait till these six weeks over. Okay. Can't right. wait. Well, let's get the show cracking. Yes. Uh, Taraji P. Henson will be joining oh, us man. this morning. Drop one of the clues bombs for Queen Taraji P. Henson and her best friend Tracy Jenkins, right? That's right. Uh, you know, Taraji had launched her foundation. It's the Boris, correct, help me with this, Boris Lawson. You, you asking me? Okay. Yeah, right. You better look it up. You better Google it. It should be. It's not on the paper. Hold on. I don't want want to pronounce her father's name wrong. I got it right here. Hold on. It's G when you need it. It is the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, and it's uh, eradicating Boris L Henson. Yep. Yes, eradicating the stigma of mental health in the black community. You know, I'm all about that. I've been telling y'all to get mentally healthy for the past year and some change. You know, you know, I deal with anxiety issues and PTSD and trauma, and I've been going to therapy to to work it all out. Okay. And I love that she's launching this foundation because it's to eradicate the stigma of mental health in the black community, man. So I cannot wait to talk to Taraji this morning. That's right. So we're gonna talk with her in a little bit. Also, today is. Will Smith's birthday. And T.I. And T.I. Well, Will Smith is doing something crazy. This is his 50th. So for his 50th, I believe he's getting in the plane and jumping out of a plane uh, over the Grand Canyon uh, in a parachute with a helmet. Something crazy he's about to do it's for his 50th. Too bad Uncle Phil not alive. If Uncle Phil was alive, he could have threw him and Jazzy Jeff out of a plane. Now, that would have been <laughs> dozen. That would have been hard for the culture. You My hear me? Goodness. Can you not tell me that would not have been dope for the culture? Will Smith's 50th born day, and Uncle Phil throws him and Jazzy Jeff out of a plane. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. First thing first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Phil. Drop on the clues bomb for Uncle Phil. Damn. For real. We syndicated in heaven. That's right. Okay. All right. Today is Scotty Jesus birthday our program as well. Director. Let's get the... Uh, Show cracking front page news. What you want to talk about? Front page news. They ain't don't ask no me. Shit. I ain't here. That's she, Angela E. Job. She's she not here. She late. I don't know nothing about no front page. Not. I don't know either. Well, we okay. gonna talk about something front page news. Well, let me see what I seen on the news. Man, shut up, man. We'll wing it. What right. song? What song are you about to play? What you think? Little Duval, smile, bitch. That's what we should be playing. Yeah, yeah. Can you pull that up right first? That hey, can you pull that up a little fast? Hey, you know what I mean? Because live radio, it feels good. It like, feels good. It's a good day, man. My man Charlamagne just had another baby girl. Third He's baby living girl. his best life. You know what I'm saying? My kids is out here healthy. Hey. I'm healthy. I'm living my best life. Lil Duval got the number two song in the country. We gonna get it right. to number one. We about to get it number one. He only lost about forty spins. Forty spins. Y'all don't know nothing about that spin jogging, but don't worry about it. We know what we're doing. All right, now Taraji. P. Hints will be joining us in a little bit. Yes. We got it. Hold on. I'm just, I'm just, you got it. That's it. Come on, that got it. There you go. Come on, now get your smile, bitch. Lil Duval is performing at our annual concert this year called Powerhouse. Let's play, let's play. There you go. Hit it. Hit it. I ain't going back and forth with you. Drop one of the clues bombs for Lil Duval. That's right. My partner Lil Duval got the number two song in the country. I'm going to tell you something else, man. What's that? He got another one, man. Got another one? I be wanting to tell Lil Duval his music so whack so bad. But he got, he got another, another one. And he got another one, man. All right. He got another one coming. He going to wait to drop it when he go number one with Smile Bitch. Well, now he got he going to be number one for a couple weeks because Drake is way behind. I, I know. That's what I'm telling him. Just be cool. Be just cool. be cool for be a little cool. bit. All he right. got another one. Well, let's give us some front page news. Last night in Monday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Buccaneers 30-27. to 27. I didn't watch football last night, but that's because I was in uh, Harlem at uh, 125th doing an event with my man Emory Jones. But I think I'm about, I'm about to start back watching football, man, because Nike sponsors the NFL. Uh-huh. You know, Colin Kaepernick is signed to Nike. Colin is being looked at by a couple teams. He wants to play. So if Colin still wants to be in the league, I don't know why I'm not watching football. And since y'all running around here acting like the Nike logo is the new black power fist, like Nike hoodies are dashiki. I'm about to start watching football again. All right. Well, can you imagine this? An AT&T tech comes to your crib to fix your Wi-Fi. He fixes the Wi-Fi and has to use your phone to set it up. So when he takes your phone to use your phone, he cash apps himself $50. 
Did you have to pay him fifty dollars anyway? Was that his, no his service? No, that's not the service. He just took the fifty dollars. But didn't he have to get paid for his labor? That's through AT and T. You just can't take somebody's phone and just cash app. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, let's say uh, we actually have audio of the lady confronting him. I'm on my cash app now, and it's saying. At 1021, you took you took the fifty dollars, and then the thing is, the thing is, when you took the fifty dollars, the thing when you took the fifty dollars, you had a fake name, and then I just want to know what what would make you do that? I, I don't have an answer. I really don't. I mean, I will do anything and everything in my power to make this right. Because right now, your job is depending on me. I, I know. And trust me. Like I the got, thing, what the thing I've is, got two kids and a single dad. Listen, the thing is, my wife passed well, my fiance passed away. Oh, now, now you think about that. Uh, listen, I'm old. I got two kids. I'm old. So people be asking me, do you have Cash App? And I'd be like, no. Matter of fact, in Cash App and WhatsApp are the two things I keep getting asked who I have. And I'd be like, no, I don't have either one of those things. Well, WhatsApp is a lot different, but go ahead. Okay. But, and, okay, like my, my homie Pete Davidson, he paid somebody with Cash App this weekend. And I was sitting there thinking, like, can people fake that? Like, can I fake pay you in that moment? Like, no. Can I fake like I sent you the money? How do I know the it goes money? Right, it goes right to your phone immediately. You can see it. Hey, this person just paid you. So you can't never, like, bounce a cash app? No. You can pay the wrong person like I did that time, but that's Got about you. it. That's so, about it. So the money is there. Once the you mo- send this thing. The money is there. No bouncing to the t- cash nah, app. Me. Money's no. there. Okay, cool. All right. That's not cool, man. You you can't just take my phone and cash app yourself, bro. Well, you shouldn't hand nobody your goddamn phone. Why should you hand the person her phone again? Uh, because he was fixing the Wi-Fi in the crib. Oh. Uh, what the phone got to do with that? Man, I don't know, you don't man. Have I'm, not digitally, I'm not digitally I intellectual. Tell. I can okay? tell. I can tell. Well, that is front page news. Now, let's get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or bad morning, or maybe somebody took your phone and cash tapped you. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hey, Adam, good morning. Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, um, buenos dias, y'all. You know, happy mo- happy Tuesday mornings and everything. I just want to get it off my chest. Hola. I'm, I'm a blessed man. You know what I'm saying? My um, daughter wide awake at five in the morning here in Wisconsin and everything. You know what I'm saying? She's she's giving me good love and everything. So I just want to get off my chest that I love the world and I wish the world would have more better people in it. There you go. Hey, man, that's all we can hope for, man. How's your daughter, yeah. brother? She's um, four months old right now. So, okay. Yeah. Enjoy it. Get, yeah. They get big and, fast. Um, hold up. One, one, one last thing. What's um, up? Envy. Charlamagne got my daughter's name to wrong the last time I um, called her. She, he, he called her Zendaya. It's Zendaya. Zendaya, like the actress. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah, I just want to check. I just want to check you on that real quick. No, yeah, you ain't got to check me. Check, you you check correct me. It's called correcting me, sir. It's not a check. <laughs> well, give your daughter God a kiss from the damn. Breakfast Club. All right? I want to check people. All right. Have a good morning, Kayla. Hey. Good morning, Kayla. What up, Kayla? Good morning. It's so good to hear your guys' voice. Good morning. We'll Tell us something chest. good. Um, I am driving in traffic right now, and I just moved out of New York, so I thought that I was done with traffic. Orlando is no better, let me tell you guys. I mean, Orlando got a lot of people there, though, so I can understand why. It's horrible, and they're all crazy, like you say. The whole state of Florida is crazy. I'm glad you know that all the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of, a Florida, all of Florida. That's a scientific fact. And shout out to our family in Orlando, 104.5 The Beat. That's what you're listening to us on? Yes, I love you guys. You guys are great. We, we love, love you, you too, boo. I love Orlando, man. My aunt lives in Orlando. I got family in Orlando. I, I used to go to Orlando like every summer. And now, you know, I got to, of course, we take all our kids to Disney World. That's right. Hello, who's this? 
Hi, it's Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning, Taylor. Good morning. Morning, Charlamagne. How are you? Uh, so basically, I'm good. How are you? I just got off work, so I feel good. Word. I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. Hey, power to you. Yes, so ma'am. I want to get off my chest. Basically, I have a five-year-old son, and currently he just started living with his dad. And when I mean I've lost people, family, friends, a lot this year over the argument that supposedly I'm wrong for letting him live with his dad. I find that, like, crazy, and it, like, makes me mad. Hey, what's wrong, what's wrong with letting your son live with his father? Because everyone just says, like, oh, you're his mom, and you're, like, abandoning him. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. How he old is he? With his dad. He's five. He's five. Oh, no, not at all. You're not abandoning him. That's like saying the father is abandoning him just because he lives with you full time. Like, yo, if a good parent, y'all can co-parent together. Absolutely. Isn't that wrong with good co-parenting? Yeah, that's what I think. Like, we haven't been together in five years. I had him for the first five. His dad wanted to step in and do it full time so I let him like I think that's I dope ra- I don't nothing against moms out there but I personally don't think a woman can raise a man I personally feel that way sorry <laughs> Okay. I mean, a woman can raise a man, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with letting the father wa- raise, raise him full time. There's absolutely. absolutely nothing wrong with that, man. You know how many women out there wish their fathers would step in full time? Not even just full time, part time, a quarter of the time, temp service time. True. Thank you, guys. Well, thank the you for checking in. All right, no, you good, boo. All right, you guys have a great day. You what's too. What's wrong with that? Brothers out here changing the narrative. You know what I'm saying? Nothing Holding their children down full time. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Oh, Donia. Good morning. Good morning. It's somebody's birthday, huh? It's my birthday. Wow. Happy born day. You share the same birthday as Will Smith, T.I., Donald Glover, and Scottie Pippen. And Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas also. Nobody cares, Nobody cares about them two. Nobody cares about them two white you. people you just named. God bless them. We can okay. tell she her 40. You want your 40 what? No, no, no disrespect to them, I'm but we don't 38. care. 38. Okay, well, happy birthday, mama. Michael Douglas and, also, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I also wanted to say for the Cash App, you can put a pen. If they had a pen on their phone, the person wouldn't have been able to send it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. You can put like a pen so it'll verify that you want to send it. Oh. Oh, got you. Okay. I still don't know what you're talking no. about, but I'm going to act like I do. Well, thank you, my man. Happy birthday. Enjoy your day. Happy born day, boy. Right, thank you. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, it's Franklin. What's, what's cracking, bro? Franklin the Turtle. What's up, Franklin? Get hey. off your chest. Hey, listen, this is what I want to know, man. There's, what? There's a lot of discrepancies. At least I think so. I want to know what qualifies someone for saying the N-word. Are you white or black? I'm black. Well, you can say the N-word. That's all that know, matters. Okay. okay, I know. I know that. But what makes what makes other races other than black they say the N-word? Like who? Like Mexicans like Spanish and Spanish people? people? Spanish people exactly. get, Spanish people got a pass from, from I don't know, when I was a kid. Spanish I will say this. N-word. That's only in New York, though. In L.A., they don't okay. allow that at all. Now, in Cali, in Florida, they allow—they allow that in Florida. And another thing, because like you—you want to go—you want to go with the—with the hardship of the Spanish people. If you don't say that, what about the Jewish people? Can they say the N word because they went through hard? No. That's what that's, that's I think. The N word is reserved for the black and the brown, brother. And I guess Latinos in New York, he's saying, but I don't yeah, know. the black and the brown. Like I said, I mean, when I say brown, I mean the Latino community. But I mean, listen, I don't think we should be using the word at all. I think we we should be using higher vibration words. You know, what I mean, I like to call my people brother and king and god and queen. You know, I like higher vibration words personally. If I call you a, I'm using it in the context of the white man. <laughs> you dumbass. Right. 
So that means that, that means that uh, uh, lay rap can say the N word too. Then man, leave me alone, man. Too far, man. Just yeah, leave me alone, man. Just leave me alone. 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 Being homeless until I'm, you know, get my new apartment on the 18th, all because I bought a new, uh, two iPhones for me and my partner and uh, my sister's. First of all, first of all, what do you call homeless? I don't, I don't like when people use the word homeless loosely. What do you mean homeless? His sister kicked him out. He has no place to stay. Living in a vehicle with my dog because I have families that live in housing and they don't accept dogs. So my dog is basically keeping me from having a place to stay at. So I've been staying in my car for the past three days and I've been going to the YMCA to shower and stuff so that I can go to the, my work routine and my dog just chills in my car while I'm at work. Do you have a place you can you go? Place, you Your know. mom, grandma? I, grandma. Uh, I only have my mom, but she has housing, so I can't stay with her. So she makes a big deal out of it. She's like, hey, uh, you can stay here, but your dog can't. I'm like, I have my dog for nine years, ma. I just can't get rid of my dog. It's family. Well, you got kicked out because you bought your boyfriend an iPhone and not your sister? I bought my boyfriend and I an iPhone. I put it on Snapchat. She, she hits me up on Snapchat. She goes, yo, Tito, um, since you want to spend money on two iPhones, how about you grab yourself and you get out of my house because it's not happening over here. You're not spending money over hold here. Hold on, hold on. You got a boyfriend and you're homeless, bro? I got a boyfriend. I'm homeless. And my yeah, game is trash. Trash. <laughs> well... Your mouth game, your jaw game is trash. You got a you got a whole boyfriend out here and you homeless? I'm disgusted. I don't care. And if he if he really loves you and your jaw was about something, he'd have you out there right now. He would never let you be out here in these streets three days homeless. Watch his jaw game, but this ass game is good though. No, it's not. That ass game stink. Okay. If the, you, situation you, you, is that, the situation is that I just honestly don't talk about the truth. I just been with my partner for two months, you know? So I try to move in with him with my dog and stuff. It's just something. Jaw game trash. Butt game, butt game is right. Butt game too loose. <laughs> All right. Uh, Boo. It's a win or lose, you know? I just don't want to put him in. Win or lose? <laughs> You said win or lose. Yeah, win or lose. That's the name of a mixtape. All right. Win to lose. Right. Your name is Lewis. What do you want, man? All right, lose booty. You want us to pray for you for being, what do you want us to do? I want you to find me a home, man. All right, man. Have a blessed day, sir. You be cool out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Me too, yo. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate all the morning talks you guys talk about. I love it all. Every love you, man. I love you. All right, brother. Praying for you, man. Wish you the best, man. That's Tighten that say. booty. Do some butt kegels. That's what you say. It's butt praying kegels. for somebody. I'm praying for you, brother. Let me ask you. Come on, man. Ask me for no house. It's September. Holidays right around the corner. My goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, uh, if you need to vent, you can always hit us up. When we come back, hopefully you'll be here by now. But if not, we're going to talk LeBron James. He moved to Hollywood. Let's find out why. It's a breakfast. And Taraji B. Henson will be here next hour with her friend Tracy Jenkins talking about mental health. We're going to get y'all mentally healthy. Mental health is wealth. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Bill Cosby. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, today is the day that Bill Cosby will be sentenced for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant. That happened 14 years ago at his home near Philadelphia. Prosecutors are asking for the maximum 10 years in prison. They will give him the opportunity to speak to the court before they hand down the sentence today. We don't know whether or not he will speak, but they're saying it's almost certain he won't express remorse because he is planning on appealing his conviction. They do say that he is likely to be incarcerated, but they don't know for how long. Now, his lawyer has asked for a sentence of house arrest and they still have to see whether or not Bill Cosby will be classified as a sexually violent predator, which means he could have a sentence at the higher end of that range. So we'll see what happens today. I never thought we would uh, see the day that Bill Cosby got sentenced because I honestly thought he would have died first. Well, they do expect a defense witness to testify today. <laughs> I thought she was going to say they do expect him to die later no. on today. I mean, listen, part of what the defense is is that what is he going to do? He's 81 years old. He's legally blind. He's still got to pay He's for his He's no crimes, risk. So. so they're saying that there's no reason that uh, there will be any new allegations so he's not a violent predator. I mean, any, any long jail sentence, even if it's a year, two years, three years, it could possibly be a life sentence for Bill He's still got to feel it, though. He's, he's, still he's, he's 137 years old. He'll be dead. He'll he's die. He's 81 years old. And he's still denying these charges, and he still plans to appeal. So clearly, if he does decide to speak, which we don't know if he will, he's not going to say, I am remorseful for things that have happened. So, all right. Billboard has announced they're going to do their first ever R&B Hip Hop Power Players event. It's going to be an award show focusing on artists who are driving, influencing, and guiding the industry. It's going to be invite only. And they're planning on having the top 100 artists and execs. In R&B? Hip-hop and R&B. First of all, don't niche us like that because we're not niche, all right? But hip-hop and R&B is the culture now. Ain't we not no niche? You don't got to do a separate award show for us. We should dominate your main award show. Well, this year's event is going to honor Meek Mill. He's going to get the R&B Hip-Hop Power Players <laughs> Impact Award. <laughs> you know they, they, you know why they're doing that? Because they just want to whitewash the main awards. You know, the main awards are the ones they paid on TV. They want all of America to watch, but they're not reflecting the actual culture, which is totally black at this well, point. Well, Van Jones will be giving that award to him. Also, Coach K and P will be honored oh, from Quality Control. They're going to be given the Executive of the Year awards. Lord they deserve that regardless, though. Of course they do, man. They should be Executive of the Year at the main awards. The Migos, Lil Yachty, Lil Baby, the City Girls. Drop on the clues bombs for QC, damn it. They are the coach. And, and now Cardi B. Cardi's managed by them, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's all going to happen on September 27th, and it's in New York City. So. And it won't be televised. FYI, FYI. That's that's Billboard's form of affirmative action. It'll be online. And DJ Clark Kent is DJing. My God. Shout to Clark Kent. I'm going to cruise bomb for Billboard doing the BET Awards. All right, Billboard decided to have their own BET Awards. They're saying that B.O.B. is going to be there, Black Boy J.B., Jadena, Richie Kidd, Playboy Cardi, Taylor Bennett. Wow. I wouldn't show up if I was all y'all. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) If they don't invite y'all to the main Billboard Awards show, I wouldn't show up to that. I don't understand why they're even doing that event. Hip-hop and R&B is the culture. Hey. Clearly, none of us were invited. It's no this niche. my first not, time hearing about it. We, we, we wouldn't have win anyway. Is that the right word, niche or niche? I thought it was niche, but... Niche. It's no niche event. <laughs> I think it's niche. Okay, it's niche. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we know what you meant. Yes. And we it's didn't not know. that kind of event. <laughs> All right, SiriusXM <laughs> is buying Pandora for a $3.5 billion deal. But it's all stock, so it's not $3.5 billion. Who listens to Pandora? Everybody listens to iHeart. <laughs> I know. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And serious, right? <laughs> People listen to iHeart. No, you don't listen to iHeart. No, I'm saying people don't listen to Pandora or Sirius. They listen to iHeart. No, all iHeart. iHeart all day, B.
All right, so uh, just giving y'all that. I don't that even know why you're reporting that. <laughs> just let it. I, y'all need to know what's I know going we on. No, we don't. Just in case you might have stock in something. It affects I, all I those got things. stock in iHeart. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, Download look. the iHeart Radio app right, <laughs> right now. now. <laughs> Drop on the Clues Bond for iHeart Radio, damn it. All right, LeBron James. People are trying to say that LeBron joined the Lakers to be closer to Hollywood, and Duh. he refutes that. Here's what he said. My decision was based solely on my family and the Lakers. Listen, I'm a basketball player, uh, and that's what I live by. And when I do it at the level I do it at, everything else takes care of itself. So, you know, my, as far as my business, those things have been taking care of itself way before I even came out here to, to be a part of the Lakers franchise. Knock it off, LeBron. Nobody believed that, okay? That's like, <laughs> that's like you coming back with a headline next year and trying to tell us the headline is real. All I know is he's got, right? like, 25 shows right now. Exactly. We know why you moved to Hollywood, and it's fine. That's going to be a tough it's, season for him. Like, why would you go to a, t- a sideways? It's going to be tough. What do you mean? Spurs, OKC. You got to play oh, yeah, the West. Is, the, West is, the West is beast. The Lakers will probably be like a sixth seed. Nothing wrong with challenging yourself. Exactly. And he's LeBron James. You know what right. I mean? He'll be all right. And he still feels like everything's going to happen successfully. But he has so many movies coming out. He has a new house party, the Space Jam 2. Movies, he has TV, the TV shows. shows. The Shut Up and Dribble documentary. He got a lot LeBron's going on. LeBron's setting himself up for life after basketball. He's fine. He's not going to L.A. to win no goddamn ring. Knock it off. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Taraji P. Henson and yes. her best friend Tracy Jenkins will be joining I us. I love what they're doing, man. They have the, Bo- the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, which is named after her father, and it's a foundation that is uh, here to eradicate the stigma of mental health in the African-American community. You know I'm all about being mentally healthy, so right. I'm happy they're here. A okay. lot of times people don't want to go see a therapist because they don't see people that look like them right. in, this, uh, in the black community and don't want to even pursue that as part of their career choices. So... They want to make sure that that's an option. So we're gonna talk. Well. Yeah, we're gonna talk to them when we come back. We're talking mental health this morning. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, <laughs> Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now uh, we got some bum ass people from Howard University up in here today coming to talk that Howard stuff already. I'm trying to be nice. Be like, who wearing that fake H U stuff? We have Taraji Henson. Hey, Hi, from the real H U. <clears throat> <laughs> and Tracy Jenkins, welcome. Hey, hey, thank you. you. No, I didn't go to college. I sold crack. But <laughs> my niece, Michaela, Luther Michaela, she bought me this months ago. And she hit me this weekend. She said, Taraji's coming Monday. I you better you. wear that shirt. Oh. So I said, you know what? I'm going to wear it today. I thought that was a Terrence Howard t-shirt. Because she went to Howard. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, let's talk about uh, mental health a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, First of all, can I just say I'm proud of you? Thank yeah. you. I yeah. really am because brothers have it the hardest. Mm-hmm. And... It's it's so incredible to see how you have put the shame away mm-hmm. and you've stepped up. You're a soldier, and yeah. I love you for it. I, I, I really do. We're, we're damaged people, and, you know, we got to go yeah. work on that damage. Talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it. We're predisposed to depression. Look at the history. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Turn on the TV. That's PTSD right there. I don't mm-hmm. care what color you are. Mm-hmm. But in our community, we don't talk about it, and that's an issue. Um, my son's father was murdered when he was nine. My father died two years later on me in the room. Mm-hmm. I saw the last look. I felt his body go cold. That's traumatic. Mm-hmm. Those are things you can't pray away. And for so long, we've been told, oh, just pray it away. Jesus going to take all your problems away. It's not that simple. Or you're weak. Mm-hmm. Or we're demonized when we express our feelings because they've been bottled up for so long. When it was time for me to look seek help for myself and my son, couldn't find anybody that looked like us. So now I know my son is going to have issues. Well, when the person on the opposite side of that sofa doesn't look like you, you're not going to tell your truth. So I called my friend, my best friend here, frustrated because I was like, who who can we talk to? Like, I have this pain. My son is 
not talking. Like, what? Do, how do we fix this? And looking for a black therapist was like looking for a unicorn. That's real. Yeah. This world is jacked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to raise another kid in this. With the social media and the mm-hmm. bullying and the... See, we didn't have to deal with this stuff. Not at all. So now you talk about added mental issues, added mm-hmm. stress. Mm-hmm. With this social media thing, just on your phone, somebody can break you down if you're not strong enough, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I'm a tough cookie. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> but um, <laughs> stuff gets to me sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You'll see my little clapbacks in the shade room because I'm human. It's like, it's like being in an abusive relationship. You wake up every day and somebody verbally abusing you. I'm like, why do we put ourselves through that every day? But well, back to your, your son. So, so where did you find a therapist? You, you said you, you were looking for a therapist. What did you do? I still haven't found the right one. You mm-hmm. know, um, we found a um, three brothers and a sister in Pasadena in L.A., but we live in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. that commute alone. You know, it's just like when I started looking, they were in other states. What's the, um, the statistics, Tracy, about how many degrees were given out and how many were given to African-Americans? So African-Americans, you know, we when we're looking for these therapists, we're wondering why they don't exist. It's because they're not actually going to school to get the Ph.D. in order to become the therapist. Because we don't talk because, about it at home. Mm. Yeah. And then, too, I, I think maybe they're wondering, is this really a viable career for me? Black people are not coming into the office and, and sitting my, on my couch and having these conversations. But the statistics are ridiculous. Like 5% of all graduates from, with PhDs are black mm-hmm. um, in psychology. 5% out wow, of 100%? That's, that's crazy. And 76% are, are white? So, it, it, you know, we were looking at those numbers and we're going, what is going on? I was sick to my stomach. The first thing we thought about was, A, perhaps they don't have the money to go to college and get that that degree. So we wanted to make sure that we built something within our programming that would support that effort. You know, at B, we don't talk about it enough. It's not a household conversation. Mommy, I want to go be a basketball player. I want to go be a cheerleader on the whatever. Even if you say doctor, you don't break it down in like psychiatrists. Exactly. No, right. So if we can sort of normalize the conversation and the language and, and press on the importance of it, Maybe our kids will then say, hey, maybe that's something I want to do. So we're looking to help children especially see that there is, that the importance of of mental health is present in our community especially, and that there is something they can do to change it, not just observe that it's happening. No, you're right, because a lot of times in school, they'll say if a kid has AD, they'll say they have ADD or ADHD, but uh, what it is is there's some things going on at home and they need some extra attention, and then automatically they try to put them in a different class or, you know, they fall behind. I know that firsthand. Before I booked Baby Boy, I was a substitute teacher. Mm -hmm. And... um, I went into, I remember there's a class. You have to take a class. You have to take a series of tests. Mm -hmm. And then they divided the class into two sections. They were like, who wants to work with special ed children? I saw on the side of the special ed, there were maybe one person over there. So I was like, "Mm, I should, let me go over there. You Mm -hmm. know, so I'm going to these schools. And then I I decided I chose to work in the hood. And so I get to Crenshaw, Crenshaw District. I forget the school and um, go to the class and I'm waiting to see physically disabled children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I had a classroom full of all black boys. Mm. All boys. And they were like, I'm special ed. And I said, well, what does that mean? Because you're walking. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, what hurt my heart is that they believed it. Because I'm like, you're believing this label that they put on you? Mm-hmm. I did little, you know, inventive things to motivate mm-hmm. them. A lot of times they were hungry. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I would go get food and bring it to the class. Terrible. But I would be like, you can't have this dessert until you do that math problem. Well, I'm special ed. No, you're not. And he does it. He he would do it. But you give him this piece of pie or whatever. And I'm like, stop calling yourself special ed just because somebody said I that. hate them labels. Yeah, like, I, hate I hate labels. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate the ADDs. Labels. I hate that. Because it makes kids feel like I don't have to do it because I can't. Because yeah. I got this label on my... I hate right. those I was labels. in remedial class for, mm-hmm. for English and math. But that's because I failed a standardized test, though. Mm-hmm. At yeah. one point. So they put me in remedial class. And I was in there with the so-called special ed kids. Yeah. 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 But that broke my heart. This is a class full of young kings thinking that they are incapable of learning Mm -hmm. when your brain is functioning fine. Did teaching those special ed kids prepare you to work with Tyrese and Baby Boy? (laughs) 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 Taught me it's... it helped me work with a lot of people today. <laughs> 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 All right, we have more with Taraji P. Henson and her best friend Tracy Jenkins. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Taraji P. Henson and her friend, her best friend, Tracy Jenkins, is in the building. Who did you talk to when you said you had to deal with all your stuff? Who, who was your, your shoulder to lean on? I had to go to a professional because... Um, Friends are great, but they have too many stakes involved. And a lot of times your friends, because they're not professional, they just want you to be fixed. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to say whatever. And a lot of times that whatever they say is not the thing you need that's going to help you. And you were comfortable talking to that? That person that Once you didn't I found know that, someone that looked like that me. Oh, you found someone that looked like me. Yeah, okay, okay. Because <laughs> yes. that's the problem is like, you know, to talk to somebody that you feel doesn't get you. Right. And doesn't understand you. It's like, well, why? You know, it's almost like you feel like I'm I'm, I'm talking to the to the man. Like, why am I going to give you all my information? You're going to use it against me. You know, that's, that's see, the hardest part about it. And mm-hmm. I think for African Americans, when you walk in that room, it is very important who that person looks like on the other side of the sofa because we have trust issues right. and because we've been misdiagnosed for years. Ooh, for years. Hundreds of them. Because of a cultural uh, divide. Mm-hmm. Your father suffered from mental health issues too, Yes, right? he did. So he was, did you see any symptoms early in your son that made you think like, oh, my father went through that too? Or? Um, A little bit. I saw like anger issues in the early beginning mm-hmm. of his, um, when he was really, really young. You know, but once you get a control and an understanding of who you are, no one can use you against you. That's why mm. it's so important, mm. your book. No one can ever use your mental illness against you. You've already spoke about it, so what mm-hmm. you got? Mm-hmm. Now let's, t- let me help you. Let me inspire you. That's real. You know? And what about your, um, you know, your son's father when he passed? I know you had to have some really intense conversations with him about that, or did you? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I remember when the light left his eyes. And then, and I, because I took, you know how you do school pictures every year? Mm-hmm. And I lined them all up. And it was always the goofy, silly, ah, laughing, light, sparkle in the eyes. Ninth grade, dead eyes. It was years later when we got the therapy. But when I started looking back, I was like, I dropped the ball. That's when I should have taken him. But thank God I did pick the ball up Absolutely. and I ran with it. And my son is very open and up about it. Um, and I think that's good. I, like you are. Mm-hmm. It. The more men that step up to the plate mm-hmm. and come out the more men that'll feel safe enough to do it. It's, diff- it's difficult, too. I it's mean, even difficult. with depression, like, talking mm-hmm. about depression, it's like, you know, you could go in the barbershop. We could talk about everything in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Who's smashing this person? Who's doing this? But when it comes to depression, it's kind of like, oh, man up. And that's how, like, people right. feel that men can't cry or men can't be yeah, sad. It's hard for us right. to be vulnerable. I yeah. told my son, cry, yeah. let it out. When he was little, I was like, baby, let it out because that's a passing emotion. You need to deal with it and let it out because if you harbor... It, it festers and it becomes something else. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. That's what I would always tell him. I would be like, Marcel, you got to express your feelings. 
You must express. I'm not going to raise another black man who's afraid to express his feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. So what are the initial steps to eliminate the stigma on mental illness? In the Open black dialogue, first of all. You got to talk about what it. What we're doing Because right, right now, now, we're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Pray it away. Prayer doesn't work all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you might pray and God might say, go see a therapist. How about yeah. that? <laughs> how about that? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think the first step is open dialogue, putting faces to it that people look up to, say, hey, look, I go see my therapist. Um, And this is the problem. I'm I'm gonna address my people. Why is it that we can talk about our thyroid, right? That's Mm -hmm. a part of our body. Is your brain not attached to your body? Mm. So why is that so difficult Mm -hmm. to talk about? Mm -hmm. It's still a part of your body. It's still considered considered health. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're inclusive with the mental part as African Americans, when we talk about health, mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of with, with our community too. I think a lot of people feel like they can't afford it. You know, mm-hmm. when you talk about thyroid, I can go to the doctor, my health coverage is gonna cover it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm talking about my backache, health coverage. But when I talk about mental, a lot of times they don't cover it. You mm-hmm. know, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I went through a, a breakdown. I, I suffered with anxiety, depression, and when I uh, had my first breakdown, <clears throat> I went to the hospital, emergency room, because what's wrong? It, I, it was nothing I could do. My parents so, and nobody so what happened for, for people that don't know. Like, Remember what your first you panic attack? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. I do. I um I woke up out of my sleep, mm-hmm. and I could physically I could not understand how to move my body. Right, so I forgot how to walk, really? move my arms, all of that, and at that point I was still with my parents, and my dad came into at the room. At what age? I'm just curious. I was 14. Wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he actually had to lift me up, put me on his back, and take me to the emergency room because am I having a heart attack or what's going on? And when I got there, once I pulled up to the hospital, I was fine. Mm. And it was because I did not understand something. I think the big part of anxiety and depression is that you have this great fear because you don't understand something. Yeah, you don't know why you're so scared all of a sudden. Right, yeah. so, so then that just takes over. But once I got to a place where I knew that I would be able to understand or somebody could fix it right then and there, the fear and anxiety left. And I, I went into the emergency room and nothing was wrong. They did the EKG, they did blah, blah, blah. My mother said, and my mother suffers with it as well. It's it actually in my family. It's my mom, myself, and my daughter. She said, we need an EKG in every corner store. <laughs> because it, it, seriously, it always feels like a heart attack. It always feels like a heart yeah. attack. Did, did anxiety ever impact you, Taraji, when it came to like performing? Um, no. Anxiety affects me in my life. Mm. Um, I think, and as I get older, it's starting to affect me even more. I was talking mm. to my therapist about that. Like, mm. I have these overwhelming sensations of not of being out of control. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, and you know the state of the world. I have a young black mm-hmm. son who drives, who is out here in the world. So every time I hashtag with a black child, I go into a panic attack. Mm -hmm. I can't sleep. My eating is off. You know, that's mental. I call that parental paranoia. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I walk around with it. It doesn't go away when they get grown. Not at all.
You know, it's funny you say that about your therapist. I've been talking to my therapist about that, and I guess that's when you have to implement, like, your old school spiritual principles and bring in the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. But then I'd be wondering, like, yo, can we control things? Or are things just out of our control? Do you? Mm-hmm. Some things are just out of our control. Yeah, right? a lot of things are out of our control. It's how you handle them. It's how you process everything. Mm-hmm. You know, therapy is great, and maybe some people want alternative methods of healing, right? So if, for example, if you understand your triggers at least, I just don't go into spaces where I know that trigger's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Word. She I'm has done a lot yes. of work. I remember when we were in college, we went to uh, Hong Kong to do a, a play. They Some producer paid for our entire production because we were that good at the real HU. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> we were probably so, too busy, but then. Yeah, but whatever. Why are you too busy to go to another country and put on a play? Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, whatever. <laughs> So um, she was all drugged up on the plane. Mm-hmm. I have a picture. We were making fun of it back then because that's what we did. It was yeah. uncomfortable to talk mm-hmm. about. And yeah. she did a picture with all those little pills. But she had to do that to get on that plane. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, she wouldn't even get on a plane. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, and now I'm back to contemplating whether I'm getting on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> but the part of the problem, too, is I think we try to self-medicate ourselves. Like, yes, you know, yes. We start off with, with weed, mm-hmm. and then from Come weed on. we go to pills, and mm-hmm. we think we We usually start best. off with alcohol. Alcohol, alcohol, yeah. alcohol first. Yeah. And then we, we don't know what we're taking, we don't know the dosage, and then you look up, and then we're stuck on something we can't get off of. Yeah, yeah. because that's your coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you been, you've been it. doing it for so long. And it's not even helping. Mm-hmm. All right, we have more with Taraji P. Henson and her best friend Tracy Jenkins. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Taraji P. Henson and her best friend Tracy Jenkins is here. Charlamagne? Yeah, I'm not even telling them what, what we're talking about. Uh, Taraji has a foundation, the oh. Boris Lawrence <laughs> Henson Foundation. We had this great conversation great about mental health, right. but, not, but why? Why are right. we having this right. conversation? And named after yeah. your father. And named after my father, who passed away in 2006 of liver cancer. Mm-hmm. She She's given us the history of how this organization came to be. Um, and, and our targets are basically try to eradicate the stigma, first of all, around mental health um, challenges and issues. But we want to do that by bringing some more supports into the urban community around mental health, specifically in schools. The suicide rate for mm. young African-American children have risen, have doubled since the 90s. Have you even heard of black children say, I'm going to go kill myself at nine? No. And we, we don't hear about it. But you do a little research, and the numbers will alarm you. Oh, I'm sure. It's a crisis. So we definitely want to make sure that we're hitting the the young people um, first by bringing more black mental health therapists into the school system. We also want to support young people who are interested in the field, so scholarships. And then we also want to attack the recidivism rate. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of work to do. We do. You know, and I think it just takes celebrity. It takes people like us mm-hmm. to stand up and say, hey, mm-hmm. you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me just say this. Yeah. The brothers that have stepped up, <clears throat> I'm yes. just going to put them on blast. Do Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. Exhibit, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. It's just the men, the black men that have stepped up and understand this cause and who have written checks with mm-hmm. no questions and said, baby, I got you. This is so important for us. Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like, just a phone call, and they wrote five-figure check just mm-hmm. like that because they know um, how important this is. How can and people donate? How can they donate if they want to donate? 
Go to BorisLHensonFoundation.org. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've noticed, too, we have this, I do this segment up here called Ask Ye, right? Mm -hmm. And so certain days, it'll be all guys calling up for advice and sending mm -hmm. me emails. And I think part of the problem is, like, they might be upset about a breakup or something mm -hmm. like that, that their friends might make fun of them for, mm -hmm. but they really do need help. And I hate mm -hmm. that we put that pressure on our men. It's not fair. Mm -hmm. They're human, just like the rest of us, and they shouldn't have to be no more stronger than we do, you know? Well, it's a survival so method sad. for us a lot I of times. I know it is. And for women, yeah. it's hard to be as strong. Like, you've been a strong single mother, you know, for as long as you have, and that's a lot of pressure, too. Mm -hmm. You like, know when I got free? The first time I said, I'm not a strong black woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm weak today, damn it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be strong. Somebody come <laughs> over here and lift me up. <laughs> I'm tired of being strong. <laughs> when I said that, when I finally spoke that out of my mouth, ooh, I was free. I was free. We think that's cute. Mm -hmm. Be strong, black woman. First of all, that scares men. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Hey. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so like, it scares a certain yeah. type of black they man. They want you to be that. My whole life, I grew up around strong black women. Like, oh, I'm in awe of my wife right now because I saw her deliver our third baby yesterday congratulations. with no epidural. Oh, congratulations. In two hours and three pushes. And I'm like, oh, whoa. that could not have been me. Well, let me, can hey, I congratulations just... on your pregnancy, too. Oh, God. Evie, <laughs> why would you do that? You I can't stand you. You not just was on good day, good morning, good day. <laughs> what was I on? I was on? See, I said this. I was like, I'm still She's on goodbye, DJ Envy right now. Every <laughs> interview, I'm going to have to say I'm not pregnant. Because every day I get, oh, we're so happy for you, Kelvin. <laughs> well, he didn't even ask you. He just looked at you like you got your stomach right, 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 right. or something. This felt like some Howard University. Like, <laughs> I got an alert that says she was pregnant. Says, oh, Taraji from Howard is pregnant. She's She's so right. is not. She's so <laughs> is not. How did you, you know, how did you deal with your father having mental issues when you were young? Because you didn't really know what that was then, did you? Um, I really didn't. He was the reason why I was able to maneuver through it all. Is my dad was very honest. Good he lord, brutally, was brutally honest mm -hmm. about his truth, mm -hmm. about things that were going on in the world. He never hid anything. Mm -hmm. He would show you the wound in his head from when he tried to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. He was just, you know, I would have to give my friends a disclosure before they right. came in the house. Like, <laughs> right. okay, <laughs> don't take anything he says personal. Right. You know, right? The first time I, I, I met him, he was yeah. like, "Buckwheat." Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is back in the day. This is back in the day oh when we got issues with light skin, dark skin. I yeah. would be like, <laughs> "Come in, buckwheat." <laughs> I thought you were like, "Please don't." Okay. Please. Why do you call you buckwheat? Because you, you had hair like that or something? It, no, I. Well, maybe. <laughs> no, but we were did like, not. I swear. But to God he just was. would look at you and call you a name. Whatever he thought. Two <laughs> friends who were very tall. They were like six feet tall. Sisters. He called them Baby Huey and Louie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I had a girlfriend who did a play. We did a play and she carried an egg in the play. And he, till he died, he called her egg. He would not call her Edwina. <laughs> Where's that egg? My girlfriend Pam had slanted eyes. He uh -oh. calls her China woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just straight Sounds up. Like my dad. Get it's just straight up. <laughs> Tracy, did anybody in your family have uh, mental health issues? Absolutely. Okay. My mother, me, my sister, my daughter. So for us, it's it's like a genetic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we realize that now. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't talk about it coming up. It was very quiet. It was a secret in the house. You know, you don't want to give people permission to to label you. That's right. how my how we grew up in my house. It, it's sad. Back to the labels again, and this is a pet peeve of mine. How I was introduced to ADD was. The crack baby. That's when I first started hearing them label kids as ADD. Now it's just loose. Everybody got it. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, well, isn't the point of kids, the, the beauty, beauty of kids is that they are so they full is. of energy and right. that they, so I'm just a little, because I remember one time a teacher tried to say my son was ADD and I, it they took, said that about every kid at some point. And let that's, me tell that's you my something. problem with it. Trying to put you on a Man, let me tell you, I, it took everybody, it took about 10 people to keep me from going up there kick putting my foot in her ass. <laughs> Not only that, because he was like one of maybe three black kids in the school. Mm. So you're going to drug my black son up because he's rambunctious. It's your job to figure out a way to teach him the way he needs to learn. My kids didn't grow up like like I grew up. I grew up in Queens, a lot different. We mm-hmm. all had the same energy. We was all black. We all mm-hmm. did everything. My kids, because they're not like the quote-unquote white kids, they're a little different. Just mm-hmm. say it. We're genetically superior. Mm-hmm. They hey. <laughs> Just say it. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a different way. Like Because my kid is so aggressive, like for instance, mm-hmm. and this is probably bad parenting, you hit me, I hit you back. Mm-hmm. That's what my parents taught me. I right. taught my kids. In that area, they don't. Right. And as soon as you do, he's aggressive. Yes. Happens. You see what I'm saying? He's yes. aggressive. But mm-hmm. see, that's the thing. We People don't take into account that we have a cultural difference, right? right? So we were raised in a certain way. These cycles, you continue to tell your kids what your parents told you. It's about how I protect myself mm-hmm. from all that's going on out there. So what I'm, what I think, we, what we want to do is say, let's figure out how we can break the cycle, mm. so mm-hmm. that these, what we're telling our kids, is something that's changing the way that we look at mental health um, in our community. Mm-hmm. We thank you guys for joining yes. us. Yes, yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Well, I did have one question though. This is from Taraji's book because I was really thinking about this. You say yeah. you met Mary J. Blige. Just, just me, random <laughs> as a fan. You say you met Mary oh, J. Gosh. back in the day, but she was rude to you the first time. Yeah. Yeah, she was, you, we laugh about it now. But then as you glowed up, she wanted to be your friend. No, it wasn't right. even like that. It wasn't. <laughs> to uh, everybody, beautiful. you know, she just, at that particular point, she uh-huh. wasn't in a good place in her life. You know Got what I mean? You. And then she grew and blossomed, and and we talk, we laugh about it now. I, I, did, I never why. held it against her. That's what I wanted to know. You know why? Because I'm a celebrity now. And when I don't feel like being bothered, you might get slacked by her or my friend <laughs> or my sister out there. So I get it now. Well, and thank you for joining us. Shout out us to guys. Empire, new season yeah. coming. And of course, What Men Went, which I'm really excited to see because oh, I so loved good. watching What Women Went, but I would love to see it from a woman's point of view. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> it's like really me. good. So see what those men are thinking about us. Although I don't know <laughs> if in real life we would want to know that. I don't want to know, but I tell you this. Mm-hmm. We all want the same thing. That's some sex. <laughs> Well, I, I want me some sex. <laughs> I need to well, go home. <laughs> it's Tracy Jenkins, Taraji P. Henson. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you for having so us. The Breakfast Club, where you get food for your soul. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, little Zan was in the hospital. Now he had posted a picture of himself riding in the back of an ambulance. Nobody knew what had happened, but he revealed why he was in the hospital because of too much of this. I just want to let everybody know I was in the hospital, not due to any drugs, but I guess I ate uh, too many hot Cheetos and uh, it ripped something in my stomach open. So I puked a little blood. So we get... How many hot Cheetos would you have to eat for that to make your stomach bleed? I'm a grown-ass man. Blood. I'm a grown-ass man who has told a lot of lies to my parents. <laughs> okay, you think I'm falling for that one? I Knock didn't know off. that flaming Hot Cheetos yeah, could right. do oh, that wow. to you. Oh, wow. You'd fall for that, huh, Yee? I wish I had you as a mom growing up. Our it messed teacher. up the lining of his stomach. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Yee. Yeah. I know if I was Cheetos, I would sue the ish out of him. Yeah. Why? I gotta now, you know, why you, you're going too far. Why? Are you saying it's that too many Cheetos, Cheetos put you, yeah, Cheetos. Yeah, you too many Cheetos put you in the hospital? Well, you're right. Yeah, teach that little boy a lesson about lying. <laughs> Sue his little ass. 
Uno's in right now. Right, yeah, Cheetos. What's the tiger name from Cheetos? Cheeto, <laughs> Cheeto the tiger? That's his name? I don't, I don't or know. Or did you make that up? I made it up. Chester. 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 Sue his ass, Chester. Oh, is that Chester was the, the never mind. Okay. worst. Yeah, it's the worst name to have. Yeah, that's a bad name. The only... Cheeto the Chester. <laughs> Cheeto the Chester. Name. All right, Cardi B, congratulations. She got her third number one single on Billboard's Hot 100. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Body, damn it. Yes. She's the first female rapper with three Hot 100 number one singles. So congratulations. That's the song she has in Maroon 5. And wasn't, am I making That's this dope. up? Was that yesterday the one year anniversary of Bodak Yellow actually going number one too? Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I saw that somewhere. Oh, I don't know. I think if I saw Elliot Wilson and somebody post that. Salute to Elliot Wilson. But congratulations to her. Now, of course, everything always has to come with some drama. People are talking about the fact that they say that Rihanna unfollowed her on Instagram. Well, here's what Cardi B has to say about that. And a lot of people was doing rumors of that a couple of celebrities they unfollow me, and that was not even true. Those celebrities wasn't even following me. Why can't I just stop making rumors trying to make me look like I'm just over and everything? Y'all will see when my time is over. <laughs> She's like, they wasn't even following me in the first damn place. Cardi gonna be fine. I love, okay? I love Cardi B. I, heard, I love Cardi too. We all love Cardi. I've heard new Cardi music. Cardi gonna be fine. Now, shout out to Mike Kaiser okay. from Atlantic Records. He actually had on a Cardi B t-shirt over the weekend at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. I guess she has these t-shirts and it has a knot picture on the picture with the knot on her head and yeah. it says I will not tolerate disrespect. Yeah, I saw that. Let me let me, let me tell you what Mike Cardi Kaiser did. looks stupid in shorts by the way. Drop on the clue box for Mike Cuz he's like 6'9". Yeah. You're too tall. If he's you're not on the nine. basketball court, bro, yeah, you don't need to be wearing shorts. Find some sweatpants. Those are actually sweatpants, but they're just short on. I no, believe not. that. No, they're not. Kaiser look good in some capris. That shout okay, to Cardi. I'll let him know. What else would he look good in? Stop it. This guy right here. Now, Cardi heard I was doing a car show, and she said uh, she reached out and said I can use her car for the car show. So. Well, good, because car is a name Cardi. You can't say Cardi without saying There you saying go. Car. So I appreciate that, Cardi B. <laughs> All right. Well, she also has caused the uh, sales for this sex enhancement pill to actually soar. She posted, ladies, have you ever tried the pink pussycat pill? What to think about it? And she posted that, and when that happened, they normally sell about 100,000 units a month. But now after this, they got a ridiculous amount of sales. What is the pink pussycat pill? What is that? Don't is you worry about it. It's for women. Oh. You want to try it and nope. see what happens? I don't know what it is. I'm just curious. What is it Get your butt wet oh. um, for you. Wow. But it's a sex Come sensual enhancement <laughs> arousal <laughs> for women. Jeez. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you won't try that. All right, Kevin Gates was on with Zane Lowe, and he talked about uh, just basically battling inner demons and how people have listened to his music as a form of therapy. Here's what he has to say about rehab. Rehab is for quitters. You have to replace negative habits with positive habits because everything for me is a trigger. And there's so many people that come to me and tell me, hey, your music has helped me. So I'm not trying to be an advocate for people that battle with depression, but I know that I am. All right. And he also goes on to talk about for the first time he feels truly free. This is my first time truly being free. I always had something over my head. I always was fighting a court case. I always had a warrant or something pending. This is my first time truly enjoying life for the first time. And I've been taking it slow, and I've been enjoying the simplest things. I've been enjoying the small things. And by focusing on enjoying the small things, it allows you to be appreciative of the large things. Uh, well, that's nice. He hasn't been doing a lot of interviews since he got out of jail. So mm. uh, it was good to hear him out and about doing some more press. 
Okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Hey, salute right. to my homie Dion too, man, out there listening in L.A. Dropping the clues bonds for Dion. Makeup by Dion. Oh, that's what get your makeup on. No. You look crazy. No, yeah, you, you be looking First of all, shiny. This is all natural. Y'all gonna, right? stop, y'all gonna stop disrespecting. Dion, what up, Dion? Y'all gonna stop disrespecting Dr. Natasha Sandy, okay? And this fine, polished look I have. All right. All right. But Dion makes sure you good when you. Oh, look, somebody West. tweeted us about the Flaming Hot Cheetos story. Um, shout out to the Nightcap TLJ. She said, Those Flaming Hot Cheetos will do that. They messed up my daughter's esophagus. If you read up on it, the red dye is extremely damaging to your inside lining. Oh. See? Little Zan might have really went to the hospital for overdosing on Red Hot Flaming Cheetos. Well, stop feeding your kids Red Hot Flaming Cheetos. First of all, he what the hell? What the hell flavor is Red Hot Flaming Cheeto? Hot. Man, shut up. What flavor is that? <laughs> stop feeding your kids this processed food with a bunch of dye on it, and then when they die, you looking crazy. I think he bought it on his own. I don't think his parents fed it to him. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you something. Your kids die off Red Hot Flaming Cheetos. They don't deserve a funeral. Don't say That's that. Not, why would you say a thing like that? Because kids don't know no better. Oh, look, there's a whole story about it. What? Why Flaming Hot Cheetos are sending kids to ER? Well, take them off the freaking shelves then. Yeah, wow. they, they kind of should go off the shelves. Duh. Then. I'm trying to, I never heard of this before. Me neither. But then again, cigarettes cause cancer and people still smoke it. You, you know? should hold the parents responsible yeah. if, you, if they, your kids die from eating red hot Flaming Cheetos. All right, all Damn, right, Damn, it guys. says it can turn your stool red or orange. That'd be kind of dope. You and they might your mistake, stool come out red. <laughs> and they might mistakenly think it's a sign of blood, which means that you get panicked and you go to the hospital. But All they said right. the good news is there's probably nothing wrong. Well, no, I mean, you got you got a reason to, uh, to explain to your wife why your blo- your stool is broken. <laughs> get it out, get it out, get the joke out. Get, I'm just saying, get, now you get have the joke a reason. Out, get it out. Now you have a reason to explain to your wife why your stool is bloody. That's all. It would have been funny the first time if you got it out I'm the right saying. way. Yeah. I'm just saying. It would have been funny if you got it I'm out the right saying. way. I was thinking in my mind, making sure I wasn't cursing. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was cursing. I'm being honest. I could hear it in my mind. Goodness gracious. All right, Ernie and Bert, relax. <laughs> That's your rumor report. Well, who you giving your donkey to over there? Listen, before after the hour, we need to have a, a, a quick conversation with everyone who is acting like Nike is the new black power fist. All right? Okay? Please. Let's, let's all gather around. Let's just simmer down a little bit and have a conversation. Okay? Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day, ex-jungle man. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, September 25th is going to all of you people out there who are acting like the Nike logo is the new black power fist. Listen, man, I support Colin Kaepernick wholeheartedly. Drop one of clues bombs for Colin Kaepernick. Uh, that's a man I consider a friend, and I am I am extremely glad that Colin did a business deal with Nike. I have been saying on this radio for a while that the first company who signs Colin to a sneaker or apparel deal is going to win and win big, and we are seeing that now because according to Reuters, since the Colin Kaepernick Nike ad was released, Nike has sold 61% more merchandise and added almost $6 billion to the company's market value. That would have happened with damn near any sneaker company uh, Colin would have signed to, except maybe Under Armour. All right, Under Armour, you need new designers for your sneakers and some of your apparel because it's trash. But back to the matter at hand, Colin Kaepernick is great for the business of Nike, and I really feel in my heart that a lot of you people have forgot that there is no permanent friends or enemies when it comes to business. And that's all Nike is, a business. But a lot of y'all out here acting like Nike hoodies are dashikis. 
Okay, y'all acting like the Nike logo is the new symbol of resistance in America, and I'm here to tell you that it's not. It's the same old swoosh it always was, okay? But, you know, it doesn't warrant churches like Metro Baptist Albany in New York to have Nike Sunday. <laughs> oh, yes, on Sunday, September 30th, Metro Baptist Albany is having Nike Sunday, where the minister will preach on the subject of being more than conquerors. The flyer has an image of Colin Kaepernick on it with the Nike logo. Like, come on, man, knock it off. All right, you want to incorporate what Colin has done in your sermon? Great, but what the hell Nike got to do with it, all right? They're they just a corporation who's getting money from all sides. So let's not forget, they still sponsor the NFL, which is the same organization that, ha-ha, blackballed Kaepernick in the first place. And as of right now, we're still blackballing him. Not to mention, go read an article on thescranger.com with the headline, Despite Progressive Rebranding, Nike Donates More to, G- more to the GOP. All right. According to the Center for Responsive Politics, during the 2018 election cycle, Nike employees, along with the company PAC, contributed over 400,000 to Republican candidates and the GOP, compared with only 122,000 to the Democrats. That means 78 percent of the company's political contributions were to the GOP in 2018. And look, call me a hypocrite, but I'm still rock Nike. But I'm rocking Nike for the same old reasons I always rock Nike, because I like it. And I like it even more now because they have signed Colin Kaepernick. But what I'm not about to do is wear a Nike outfit to an award show and act like it's made of kente cloth. All right? I love Jennifer Lewis. That's not a shot at her in any way, shape, or form. I'm just telling you what I'm not going to do and how I feel like people are going too far. Because, once again, the Nike logo is not a sign of resistance in America. And if we don't get this right and draw the line, we're going to have more misfires like the one we saw Grey's Anatomy star Jesse Williams make yesterday. Uh, Jesse is doing a movie on Emmett Till, titled Till. Uh, the 14-year-old, if you don't know who Emmett Till is, he's the 14-year-old black man who was murdered in the South on August 28, 1955 for allegedly whistling at a white woman. Well, Jesse Williams decided to conflate the two subjects, and he had Colin Kaepernick's night campaign ads with pics of Emmett Till's funeral. Okay, one pick in particular had Emmett's mom, Mamie, standing over Emmett's casket with the phrase, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. Jesse, I expect more from, from you, my brother. All right, this is the type of tone deafness that happens in a corporate boardroom full of Caucasians with no diversity in sight. I mean, the mayonnaise was heavy on mm. these memes. All right. I looked at these and said, no way Jesse Williams really sent these out. But he did. And the backlash was swift, heavy, and deserving. So Jesse pulled the pics. All right. First of all, Emmett Till was not a sacrifice. Emmett Till was murdered by white supremacists, by racist, bigot, cracker-ass, cracker-white devils. Okay. He was brutally and unjustly killed. There was no sacrifice. All right. His mom didn't want that to happen. Her son wasn't an offering to God or some divine supernatural figure. Okay, Emmett Till wasn't killed as a religious sacrifice, so it doesn't even make any sense, but Jesse and his team got caught up in the hype of everybody out here acting like the Nike logo is the equivalent of a Malcolm X hat or an African medallion. All right, you want to make a statement at an award show? Wear an actual I'm with Cap shirt or a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Or wait until Colin's actual Nike line drops and wear that. Be intentional with your messaging, okay? Those themes I just named are actual signs of resistance. The Nike logo is not that. All right, Nike is a business playing all sides because they understand what we don't, and that is no permanent friends or enemies in business. When I see that in 2010, 2012, and 2014 election cycles, Nike gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to Republicans with 76%, 69%, and 59% of their contributions going to the GOP in each of those cycles, respectively, and when I see almost half of this year's donations come from Nike founder Phil Knight and his wife, who have donated at least $1.5 million to uh, an Oregon Republican candidate named Newt Buhler, 
who supports lower taxes for corporations and wants to end Oregon's sanctuary law for undocumented immigrants? How can you fools act like Nike is anything but a corporation who wants to cover all bases? They want all the money. Look, I'm all for supporting progressive companies, but despite the Colin Kaepernick campaign, Nike ain't it. So please give everyone acting like Nike is the symbol of resistance in America the biggest he are. Please. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas about this either. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, uh, what happened on Insecure, uh, Insecure Ye? Well, our girl Issa Rae has a new man. That she, well, I don't know if that's really her boyfriend, but she was dating someone and all of a sudden he went ghost. Now, we know he's alive and he's around because he's been speaking to Lyft about an incident that happened when she was driving her Lyft. Mm-hmm. But he's not answering her calls. She can't find him, so she's got to track him. Well, she doesn't have to track him down, but clearly she wants to. So A lot of things could be happening. He could be in the hospital. He could be in jail. But he's talking to Lyft about the incident that happened in the Lyft. So we know that he's mm. been speaking to someone. He's just I'm gonna not be honest taking with you, man. Calls. I saw the episode when they smashed. She was out all day. You know what I'm saying? Could have had a little older. Could have turned them off. Mm. I'm just saying. But what are some reasons that people go ghost? When you've been dating, you feel like everything's going really well. Why would a man disappear? First thing that always comes to my head is he's got a family at home. Especially because they didn't know each other that well. So we're just talking about ghosting in relationships. Well, mm-hmm. All right. I can honestly say in my later discretions in life, even though I am Earlier a proud member of the faithful black community now, that is exactly why I would host a woman. <laughs> I have a whole family at home. <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm being, if I'm being honest. The times were hot. It got hot. Like, hey, if I'm being like, honest. what happened to Charlemagne? Yes, if I'm being honest. You know honest. how many people would be like, I didn't know he... <laughs> that is not true. You don't tell that lie. 800. Uh, all of you women know. 585. When I was out here in these streets. Now, Emily got ghosted. I did get ghosted. By R. Kelly. Great segue. But we'll tell that story when we come back. Put a period on that. Let's talk about it when we come back. Mm-mm-mm. 800. <laughs> See, y'all make it sound so crazy. But 800. Yes, R. Kelly did Shut ghost Shut up. Me. Don't tell we'll no talk more. about it when we come back. 800. <laughs> y'all are foul. How old were you? I was young. 800 585. <laughs> this is getting good. Younger, I should say. 800 585. <laughs> this is getting good. We'll be right back, man. If you ever ghosted somebody, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Were you brainwashed? The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking ghosting. Now, where does this come from, you? This came from Insecure, but it also comes from real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Issa just got ghosted by a guy who appeared to really like her and seemed to be a nice guy. What could have went wrong? All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. Did you ever have to ghost somebody? Well, you've been ghosted. I, I wasn't necessarily ghosted. All right, so what happened? What happened was... Uh, this is First of all, how old were you? I must have been. I was like uh, 20 or 21. Okay, 20, 21 years old, fresh young tender. <laughs> fresh getting young flown tender. to Chicago by Robert the pedophile Kelly. Uh, Kelly, did he did fly me to Chicago. Oh, me too? Flew- oh, hey. First class, first class. Okay. Me- no, it wasn't first class. He flew oh. me to Chicago. Middle seat? Wasn't a middle seat. I had my own seat. <laughs> I, to... I didn't say it wasn't your own seat. I said it wasn't a middle seat. I think seat. I had a window. Sit on someone's lap. <laughs> we, we were, uh, he flew me down there to do a mixtape. I had to, We were going to do a mixtape, and I had to DJ mm. a function for him. So you told him this you do before mu- or after the R. Kelly tape? You told him you do this music. This before the R. Kelly tape. Before the R. Kelly Before the R. Kelly tape. He was like, tape. oh, you do music? Before and... we knew he was a predator. Right, so he, right. he flew me out. I checked into the hotel, and then when I got into the hotel, he, just, he never called. He never called. Oh my gosh! He just never called. So you just back. had a free trip to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You just, I just went, and this was the time when I really didn't have money, so it was not like I could just be like, "Yo, I'm out and buy my own ticket." So I had to wait 
until my flight left. Damn. Yes. So knowing R. Kelly, he probably turned his assistant and said, how old is he again? <laughs> 20. That's too old for me. Shut you know up, how, man. You know, you know how I like my tenders. All now, right? Charlamagne, you, I'm sure you ghosted somebody in your uh, previous life. Listen, let's be clear. I am a proud member of the faithful black male community. It's a gated community. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I have sworn off all infidelities. Um, I'm three years sober. Three years clean mm-hmm. now. Um, but in my day, okay. when I was a junkie, um, I absolutely did ghost women. And the reason I ghosted them is because I got a whole family at home. And what did I say is the number one reason that if somebody says he goes to me, like, you know, he probably got a whole family. That's the block truth. Got hot once the block it, get hot, once, yeah. the, once the block get hot, <laughs> and you know, I feel like the feds, a.k.a. my wife is barreling, barreling down on me, I'm out. You got to burn you down the car. Oh. Or if you, as the other woman, are, are getting, getting, too getting a little too attached, you know what I'm saying? I got to do what's best for me. What's best for you at that situation. And, and us, okay. and by us, I mean me and my family. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and separating myself from, from that you. When you're laying okay. there and she's like, our kids are going to be so cute. It's stupid stuff. You be in the bed, you know what I mean? No, you be in the bed and you know your your your, your wife will you call. You sure you want to tell the story? Yes. Okay. You, you, you be in the bed and your wife will call and you know what I'm saying? She want to FaceTime and you FaceTime and the girl you with will jump under the covers and you like, and then when you get off the FaceTime, she'll be like, that was good, right? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I don't like that. This don't, it don't make me feel good. I'm going to be totally honest with you. So you would FaceTime with your wife while another making woman me feel uncomfortable. was We was stupid, man. We was dumb. It was dumb. Like, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Men are stupid. They are. No, we are dumb. We are are dumb. I be looking at dudes now getting caught up, man, and they be trying to juggle all of these different women. I'm like, yo, they look so stupid to me now. And I say to myself, I can't believe that used to be me. Well, you know what? Or, like, let's say you get too attached to the girl's child and you're reading them a book and they say, goodnight, daddy. Oh, so when another woman's child is calling you daddy, it's time to go ghost. Did you go ghost then? You know what? I'm not messing with you. Tell you something, DJ I'm not messing with you. No, no, I don't hear you telling no hey, stories, hey, but hey, you hey, got hey, some hey, stories that hey, you can tell. They just told us R. Kelly's story. No, forget R. Kelly. All right? Let's talk at Tim Z. Let's just be being honest here. Let's go to the phone. Hello, who's this? Hello? Yeah, what's up? What's up, man? <laughs> Why are you mad at him? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you so mad? Why are you so aggressive? Who no, ghosted you? No, you were aggressive. I'm to... trying to get away from Charlamagne. I see. Okay, sir, what's your name? Pat. Pat, what are some reasons that you've gone ghost? Um, ugly feet, corns on the feet, and when the pom pom is kicking. Wow. It ain't right. When it ain't right, you gotta go. You I told you that on Insecure, Issa and that dude was Jeez. out all day long. So she might have had a low vaginal odor. He might have had a stench his damn self. That might be on the next episode. Next episode might be all about how he didn't call her back because she had a little smell. Hello, who's this? Alicia. Hey, Alicia. You had to go somebody? Yeah, um, it was one of my old co-workers from years ago. He sent me a picture and it was not impressive. Oh, he sent you a penis pic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a little bit much. You now, can't, that's I, too question. If it's yeah. not impressive, why would he send you a non-impressive penis picture? I don't even know. I guess he was confident in what he had, but mm. it just wasn't up to standard. Well, let me ask you a question. If it was up to your standards, would you have, would you have appreciated that penis picture? Yeah, I would have appreciated it if it was up to standard. See so what you, I'm saying? So hey. you had to see him at work after that? Uh, yeah, I did. I kept it cordial, you know, but as far <laughs> as anything that didn't have to do with work, it was no extra talking. I, I don't like this. And the reason I don't Thank like this mama. is because if the penis pick was up to standard, she wouldn't have been offended. That's true. But being that it wasn't up to standard, she's offended. I don't like that. You should just be offended that he sent you a penis picture, period. Well, she liked it. She just didn't like his. I don't like that. You know, because you, you're... Sm- you never mind. 800-585-1051. <laughs> have you ever ghosted somebody? And if you did, call us up and let us know why. All right? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. If I hit it- 
morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking ghosts. This comes from Insecure. Explain Yeezy. Yes, Issa Rae, the guy that she was dating, ghosted her, and no one knows where he is. What could have happened? Vaginal odor. Um, he might have a whole family. A whole family. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a lot of different reasons Sometimes why Sometimes your ex go comes ghost. back into your life or you were in another situation and that starts to work out, so you got to cut off everything else that and, you just started. And we're also forgetting uh, something that people don't talk about anymore, but hitting and quitting is a real thing. Hitting and quitting is something that is always But it existed. wasn't a hitting and quitting situation. They went out a few times. Not on Insecure. Yeah, they did. Insecure, they had the lift ride. They went out and they jumped in the pool yeah, at one point. Yeah, they broke into the house and then they uh, and, hung out at Coachella. Yeah, but they didn't actually go out on an official date. And then they had that lunch date. Yeah. Oh, well, that was when they, that was when the they jumped in the pool. But that's, a, that's more than just one time. Eh, I guess. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Chastity. Hey, mama. We're Chastity. Talk- we're talking insecure and ghosting. You ever had to ghost somebody? Yeah, I'm like the ultimate ghost, though. I'm <laughs> the type of ghost that, like... Leave you alone because, like, my regular relationship is going good, and then, like, seven months later, pop up, like, hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? Sheesh, you like a Mari Hardwick ghost. Why are you ghosting people? <laughs> um, because sometimes I need a little variety, but they aren't necessarily important enough for True. me to f- around. So, hey. you just want to play around a little bit and then get right back. You know, and then when they's acting right, there's no need to entertain, so they have to get put back on the shelf, and then you take them off later. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something, though. Don't get haunted. Don't get haunted by ghosts. You know what getting haunted by ghosts is, right? Ghosts of Christmas past. When you're sleeping around with getting all this variety, and then you get chlamydia. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what you call haunted? Oh, my goodness. Ghost okay. safely. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is your boy, AJ, Big Dre Day out the Mississippi. AJ or Big Dre? Which one is it, bro? Dre Day. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dre Day. <laughs> We're talking ghosting, man. You ever had to ghost somebody? All day, every day. Man, I had to, man. I was dating this chick. Like, we had went out on two dates, right? And uh, on the second day, we was kind of getting hot and heavy and everything and, you know, about to really get into it. And we're kissing and grinding, and she, like, hits me in the chest with both hands, pushes off from me, looks me dead in my face, yo, looks me dead in my face and say, don't make me have to f*** you up. You know what I mean? So I was like, after that, what? I'm like, you know what? This right here is not going any fuck. Yeah, that don't sound like consent to me, brother. Yeah, I'm, glad you, no, man. I'm glad you stopped right then and there. Oh, sir. my gosh. Right, right. Like, well, you know, I, I just took it as, you know, this chick right here is a fighter. She's going to really, and, and this was years ago, man. Like, this was so long ago. But It sounds kind of wild. Maybe she was just into S&M and she was trying to test the waters. What it was to me was, hey, if you know you on some BS, you better stop now. And I stop now. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, she was okay. telling you, like, if I do this to you, if we have sex, don't make me have to right. F you up because I'm going to be all into you. Right. You were like, let me get out of God, here. God, you might have did the right move. Thank you, brother. Either way, you'd made the right decision. What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is don't get haunted by ghosts. Mm. All right, y'all doing all of this ghosting, but what happens when you get chlamydia? What happens when you get herpes? What happens when you get syphilis? All right? That's when those ghosts come back to haunt you. Well, shout out to Taylor here who says that uh, when she gets ghosted, she creates fake accounts to stalk the person who ghosted her. Where's Taylor? Why we you bring Taylor in here? Where's she at? Taylor, bring your... Where's she at? She over there? She has fake Taylor, accounts on Facebook. Run over here. We got Taylor coming over here. Taylor be lying, though. I'm going to tell y'all something. Taylor got some extreme stories <laughs> that she be telling. I don't know if this is true or not because she be walking around here single as hell, but she claimed to be breaking up with all of these different dudes. Tell, tell us about a ghosting scenario, Taylor. They said, Taylor, they said you create different accounts when people ghost you to make sure that they never go so they can never leave. That's not what happened. You can never leave, Taylor. That's not what happened. 30 seconds or less, go. I made an account 
and I was in high school. Me and my friends did this to see if the boyfriend I was dating at the time, you know, he was acting right. So, you know, I made a fake account. What account? What do you mean, what account? Facebook? She still has it. Facebook. It was okay. Facebook. And what the fake account I probably said? I still do have it. I don't even look on it. It was just, you know, me flirting with him to see if he was going to actually flirt back. Did okay. he flirt back? No. He had, he was good. He was good. Oh, okay. I was proud of him. Some girl. He I found on like, MySpace. He probably's like, this is clearly fake. So what do you got to do with ghosting? Well, I mean, I did ghost some people, too. I ghosted on some guy yesterday, actually. Oh, word? Well, I hope he's, he's listening. And that's well, why you're single. Because he was too hyped. I had time for it. And that's he's why you're hyped? single. Yes, I, I just you, met him. Females why you... like when a guy's hype. No, I don't. I don't no. know who told you that. Too I don't know. I'm I get your single ass out of here. <laughs> all right, what's the moral of the story? <laughs> I already gave the moral of the story. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Kanye West and Nick Cannon. They had gotten into it, and it looks like they are uh, making up. So we'll tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Pete Davidson. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right, Pete Davidson. He was on the Howard Stern Show, and he talks about people wanting to kill him because he's with Ariana Grande. Here's what he said. Yeah, I got a death threat. Because someone, people, someone wanted to shoot me in the face. Like a legitimate death Because threat. she's so hot. R- well, of course. You know how insane that is? D- I, I, I was like, am I that ugly that people want to shoot me in the I, face? Damn. <laughs> Pete suffers from really bad anxiety, too, by the way. Seriously. Probably on the clues bumps from my guy, Pete D. I was with Pete over the weekend. His uh, happy happy belated born day to his mother. His mother just turned 50. Salute to Amy. She had a little shindig at the house. Nice. And his cousin Dave. And I was over there. All right, now let's talk about Nick Cannon and Kanye West making up. If you guys recall, they had a bit of a back and forth. It started with Nick Cannon saying this on Everyday Struggle. And again, this is as a fan, just stepping back. There's something personal going on in that world to where Drake was like, because knowing Drake, Drake is the most calculated dude but ever. But we think that he kind of just leaked his personal conversations. Nah. Is that not enough? Yeah, no? there, there's something that Drake holds over that whole family and, and, that he's like, like y'all don't want me to let this out exactly and mm-hmm. i always think about it who does kanye west care about in the world beside himself i was okay. thinking the same okay. all right well if you guys recall kanye responded to that interview by saying this first of all i want to address nick cannon i understand that uh you used to date my wife but you know you get in an interview don't mention my wife if someone brings my wife up you say hey i respect that man i'm not speaking on that now the next thing is with drake now, if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have had the wherewithal to say, hey, Pusha, don't diss Drake on my beat. The fact that it's people making rumors or thinking that you f- my wife and you're not saying nothing and you carrying it like that, that don't sit well with my spirit. Mm. Well, and here's the last piece of this puzzle, right? Just so you guys have a recap of everything that happened. Nick Cannon responded to Kanye's request like this. First off, let me say, um, welcome back, yay, from the sunken place. Nothing but love and respect for you. You know, I always had that. Uh, but I honestly got to say this, my dude. I've never said anything disrespectful or harmful to your, in my opinion, to your your marriage or your union, I salute it. But you're not going to tell me what I can and what I can't say. I'm a solid individual. Somebody asked me a question, I'm going to answer it. Well, it looks like the two of them have hashed things out. They actually spoke to each other, and they're not going to no longer beef about this. Apparently, they both said why they felt disrespected. Kanye was upset about what Nick said to Vlad TV about Kim's body, and Nick was upset that Kanye told him not to 
say what he wants to say in interviews. So now they're going to be mindful of one another going forward. And potentially, Kanye will come back on to Wild and Out. So we'll see what happens. Mindfulness is very important. That's man stuff right I was there. listening to Oprah's Super Soul conversation this morning. I forgot who the president she had on there. But the whole thing is about mindfulness. Mindfulness is very, very important. And if I can't tell you what to say, can I ask you? Can I ask you? Can I say, yo, could you please stop talking about my wife? Yeah. I, can I would ask, appreciate right? you can ask, it. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell me what to say, but yo, can I ask? Yeah, yo, I, I would appreciate if you would please stop talking about my wife. Can you do that for me? All right. Now, when Jeannie Mai was on The Real, she talked about being sexually abused by a family member. And she said it started when she was just nine years old. Here's what she had to say. As a person who was sexually assaulted at a young age by somebody very close to me, I remember the, the trifecta that I would continuously process, which is fear, anger, shame, fear. What am I gonna, what's gonna happen to our family if I say something? And anger, why did you just sit there? Why did you let this go on for four years? How old what's were wrong you with you? when this happened? Um, I was nine and it went on until I was about 12. I didn't tell anybody um, because this was somebody I really cared about. If somebody who was a stranger did it to me, oh, I know what to do. That's one of my biggest fears as a father, that somebody touches my, my daughter and she's scared to tell me or she doesn't tell me. So oh, I try to have that conversation with her every day is, you know, about everything. Oh, I tell my daughter that all the time. My, my oldest, she's 10, and I always say when somebody tells you not to tell your parents, tell me. that's when you definitely come tell us. Yeah, but for Jeannie Mai in particular, she was saying it was somebody she cared about and it was kind of like a Stockholm syndrome, syndrome thing there too, she said, because, you know, it wasn't a stranger. It was somebody that she cared about and she said she just froze. I mean, and, for me, it was somebody in my family when I was eight, but I processed it different because because I didn't even realize that it was something bad until in my 20s right? and still really processed it now and, and when, I was, when I was in my 30s. So a lot of people talk about speaking up and speaking out like about that? things. I'm just thinking about it. No. And people talk about speaking up and speaking out about things, but people have to process things in their own time and when they're ready to do that. Hey, man, for me, it was Tyler Perry on Oprah. When I saw Tyler on Oprah and Tyler was on there crying about getting touched by a woman in his family, I said, what is wrong with him? And then I had to start thinking, well, what What's is wrong, wrong with me That's right. that I don't react to it in that way? All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And as a father, that's why uh, I, I picked the, the schools that has cameras so I can watch the cameras all day and just check. And I got cameras in the crib just in case. But anyway, that's just me. All right. Up next, the People's Choice Mix. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Whose birthday is it? All right, it's Will Smith's birthday. Drop on a clues bomb for Will Smith. He turned 50 today. And also T.I.'s birthday. One of my top seven favorite rappers of all time. Drop on a clues bombs for Clifford Harris. It's the kind. So we're going to get on a T.I. mix and a Will Smith you just, mix. You're just going to say F. Donald Glover, huh? Today's his birthday, too. We play Donald Glover all the time. We <laughs> play the summertime joint. The, you know, Man, this yeah, is America. Shout out to, to Childish to Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, who performed okay. at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Even though we saw him go by in a wheelchair and a leg brace, he removed that before he got on stage. They said there was some type of injury to his foot. All right. Did he talk to you? No. We didn't uh -huh. even see him. Besides, see when him. he rode past, we were working. All right. Well, let's get this mixed on. Let me know your favorite T.I. joint. Let's go.